Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Just a quick note before we dive in. Since the recording of this episode, what was once called and is referred to in this episode as Gen Z Genealogy has been rebranded to The Treehouse. You can find them on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Treehouse Gen Z, and their link tree is in their bio to access more ways to be a part of the community, such as Discord and Facebook. Please remember, this community is for the younger crowd, and their Discord age cap is 26, so keep that in mind. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Hi, this is Megan, and welcome to Genealogy Explorer, where we dive into the family history of listeners just like you. Today, I am here with some of the bright minds behind Gen Z Genealogy, an upcoming community of young genealogists who have taken over TikTok, Discord, and Instagram. They reach out to teens and young adults who might be interested in their family history, and they are establishing a network of a new generation of genealogy researchers. Please welcome Nerva and Emma. If you could, please introduce yourselves one by one. Uh, hi, my name is Nerva. I'm 17 years old. Um, I've been interested in genealogy since I was what, about second or third grade with a family history project where I had to make a tiny a cardboard family tree. And uh, the sto- along with the stories my great-grandmother always used to tell about family members. Uh, and I've always been his- interested in history in the past, so it wasn't that far of a step because it was history of people that I knew or, or you know, people that people I had known knew. And it's how I, you know, came to be. So that just, that set me out on that journey, I think. Wonderful. And you, Emma? Um, I have been in Gen Z genealogy for about a year and a half. And I've been with the mod team for a little over a year. And I've been interested in genealogy for like two and a half years, I think. Mm -hmm. And... I am currently 18. I'm going to be going to college in the fall. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. So I'm super excited to have you guys on here uh, just to go over uh, the role that Gen Z genealogy is playing in the genealogy community right now. Uh, and I just want to dive into like your history and uh, what, what brought this uh, community along. So I just want to start out by asking, what's the story behind Gen Z genealogy and its creation? So back in December 2020, one of our founders, Emmy, posted a TikTok, and that kind of got a lot of traction. And so some of the people who had seen that TikTok ended up forming an Instagram group chat. And then there was so many people who wanted to join that they ended up just going and creating the Discord server. Right, because that Discord server is like the main driving player in Gen Z genealogy. There's a lot of great um, discussion in there. I'd kind of say it's like the heart of the whole operation. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely the heart of the operation. There's a lot of uh, connections going on there and a lot of great stories and a lot of great discussions. And uh, I'm a part of the uh, the Discord as well. And I've seen some great interactions in there between uh, y- young genealogists that you don't really see out in the community because the community is definitely overtaken by uh, a, a much older uh, generation, um, I think, at least. Yes, I would agree there. I, I still remember how special it was to find this this uh, this place. Because I, I'd been a genealogist for about upwards of maybe like 
five years, you know, half a decade at that point. And I never really encountered that many young people like myself that were interested in, in this hobby that I'm really passionate about. Mm-hmm. So, and that made it really special. Uh, granted that when I joined, things were a lot more formed since it was, the, I only joined like maybe a year ago. Right. But it's right. still developed a lot since I joined, I think. Yeah, I definitely. It's definitely the most organized group of genealogists uh, in this generation that I've seen uh, across the whole internet. I think it's just an invaluable uh, asset to the community. I could not agree more. So let me ask you, what, for both of you, what got you interested in genealogy at such a young age? Because like I said, you don't usually see a lot of young genealogists. So what's the story there? Originally, I was interested because when I was little, my grand aunts would hang around the family a ton. And they did a lot of research like back in the 80s and kept going with that. So they kind of told me a lot of stories about that. And hearing about it for my entire childhood, pretty much kind of made me curious about like the other side of my family and like, the things that they hadn't found. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the unknown like that, that's very common. People like wanting to answer questions that we just don't know about. Like, I have very similar experiences there. And what about you, Nerva? Uh, well, I, I said this earlier, I think, in my yep. introduction. Uh, yeah, I've always been inter- interested in history in the past. So, like, it wasn't that far a step. I, I was the kid that was always, you know, hunched over a history book as a kid. So, uh, yeah, that one project in, like, second or third grade, that really started it. I got to see the photos of people I'd never really met, you know, some dying in the 60s even. Yeah, I think we all had that project in second and third grade, but only a few of us actually, like, really, like, um, attached themselves to it, I think. Yeah, so I guess it was, you know, these people had helped impact me, you know, like, Mm -hmm. without them, I I couldn't be possible, which that really interested me. And since I was always interested in history, I was started finding myself wondering, oh, well, where was this person when this was happening? Mm-hmm. Or, and then from there, it, it was a lot of the unknown because, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get into this later, but there are a few immigrant sides that were a bit hard to crack from my mm-hmm. A big thing, just like Emma said, my great grandmother, she, uh, she did, did a, quite a bit of genealogy for her husband. Like she had a, 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 just, it was this little tree, like, you know, one, this guy, and it was going all the way back to 1700s because they were a pretty well-known Pennsylvania Dutch family. So mm-hmm. that, that just was interesting and surprising to see. Yeah, I think getting those personal uh, discoveries and personal mysteries in our own family, I think it definitely ties us to the hobby. And then whenever we want to branch out and look into other people's family history, that's great. But I think what really ties us all there is our personal like family histories, I think. I don't know if y'all would agree with that, but I feel like that's a common thread I see with a lot of people who are interested in genealogy. I would agree. agree. Yeah. So let me ask, um, what is the most interesting discovery you've made in your own research? And this could be for uh, another family or your own family or just anything, really. Within my family, I found, and we wouldn't have really known about this otherwise, but Mm -hmm. I found like records to back up a story that my aunt had gotten from her grandmother. So my great-grandmother wasn't the original she was the second wife of my Mm great-grandfather but the first wife was my great-grandmother's sister 
So the first two children of my great-grandfather weren't raised by their mother. They were raised by their aunt, my Mm great-grandmother. And I just found it so interesting that, like, there's a record of that, but then we wouldn't have really known otherwise. Like, there's a few people in the family who know, but it's not like everyone knows type thing. Right. It's kind of cool seeing, like, these stories that you hear uh, from other family members being able to be proven just on in document form like that's really like a very strong powerful thing to find yeah Hmm. and what about you nervo oh well uh i I mentioned those immigrant sides Mm -hmm. just a minute ago so my one great great grandfather so he was from poland well russia at the time but it was is what would become part of poland he was polish uh and so i found his immigration records and he came over, let's say, yes, yeah, so 1912, he came He came over, at least that's what we thought. But then I noticed that he had also come over in 1911, but mm-hmm. uh, had been deported because he was ill. So I just found that as quite a surprising fact that I wouldn't have expected to be able to find a record of, but I was able to. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very... Um eye-opening what they how many detailed uh like things that they have in documents that you wouldn't be able to find anywhere else i think that's very fascinating so what about for other people um do you do research for other people or do you just stick with your own family research well i i offer it if people want Mm -hmm. it's generally just people i know like i'd say them i'm not going to say too much because i don't think you'd like me to but uh, my my business teacher, I I did some of his genealogy. Oh wow! And yeah, so he's got some Slovakians, so that was interesting to find because it's a totally different type of record than what I've had to deal with in Eastern Europe. Right. And uh, then he had a lot of Pennsylvania Dutch, so it was just a very interesting eye opener as to how different people's genealogies can be. Oh, absolutely. I've I've done like research for people who are like Native American or African American or Polish and things like that. Like I f- I find that very interesting to kind of uh, move away from your own uh, history because I am very English, so all of my documents are just from England, and I feel like it's good practice to try to help other people who might be in uh, with documents that aren't typically from the your area of expertise. I think. Yes. I, I also got some English, so I know what you mean. And yeah. It, it can be interesting, definitely. Yeah. like A lot of similar names. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's whenever I'm going over my English documents, it's very like th- like the same thing over and over and over again. Like, And they go back pretty far. But whenever I'm doing research for someone from like, uh, I don't know, like Poland is, has really like they don't have really great record keeping. So that's a lot harder to do than someone who's, you know, from uh, England I and Ireland. Well, Ireland is pretty hard too, but England is pretty mm-hmm. easy, I think. So I think doing research for other people is, like I said before, good practice. But what do y'all think about that? I think it's kind of fun to like branch out of like what you already are comfortable with and what you already know mm-hmm. and like, you know, do the research for other different groups of people. Mm-hmm. Like kind of getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Outside of your most interesting discovery, what would you say would be your most meaningful or sentimental discovery? My granduncle was really into building model trains. And like, 
we knew about this. Like he had like a whole room in his place that was like a whole model train room. And it was really cool to see, but we didn't know until I found it on a website while researching mm-hmm. that he had a newspaper article written about him and his trains and the what? fact that he pretty much took over my great grandparents' basement with building his model trains. And it was just really cool to see because we wouldn't have known about it if I didn't do the research. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And were there photos or was it just like an, an an article? There was one photo with the article, but it was kind of like blurry and, you know, black and white because it was right. back like in the 70s. Oh, that's still really cool, though. That's amazing. Just seeing like your own family making their own footprints and like media and things like that. That's really awesome. Yeah. Do you guys know if you still do you guys still have the train sets? No, unfortunately, we couldn't keep those when he passed, but I still do have a video of it because it was just, it was so cool. Wow, that's awesome, though. That is definitely, like, very sentimental because it's kind of straying more away from the, like, oh, he was born this year, he was, you know, from this country, he was and more towards the personal side that's, like, like hobbies and interests and things like that. I think that's very fascinating. Yeah. And what about uh, you, Nerva? Uh, well, I mentioned my great-grandmother, so she was a big driving force in why I became a hobby genealogist in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, well, on her side, there were always brick walls. Like, one of her grandparents, they were straight from Scotland. We had no idea who their parents were, and she died young, so it was before they had any, like, big records mm-hmm. for that stuff. And, well, uh, actually, quite recently, I've been able to bust down like two major brick walls for her grandparents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of them, uh, I visited the cemeteries where both of the grandparents were, were laid to rest. And it was just a really, really emotional experience because I was like, Gran, I, I finally did it. Oh my gosh. It, it, yeah, that's, that's definitely emotional. That is definitely very powerful. And one of them, the the grave was overgrown, actually. So, or really? like it, it did not look like there was a grave there. But I saw this tiny little, uh, like, piece of stone sticking out from the dirt. So mm-hmm. I just started tearing away at it. And here it was like one of those footrests, you know, that had the it had the name on it. So it was just, it was very nice because my grandmother was right there with me, helping wow. me. Do, so it was it was just, it was just a nice nice experience, I think. Yeah, I think like connecting to other family members is super powerful uh, because, you know, you're connecting with uh, family members who are passed on, but it's also connecting you with family members that are still around and helping them answer some questions. I think that's, that's very powerful. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. So you guys are very obviously passionate about this. And uh, whenever people look into genealogy online, you kind of see the uh, the hobby kind of flooded by the older ge- older generation, which is fine. But uh, why do you think this hobby isn't as popular with the younger ge- generations as it is with the older generations? I think that part of the reason that younger generations have not been seen as much with it is because it costs quite a bit to access some of the records, and mm-hmm. like even if you order the actual physical like records to have or whatever like it costs more and younger people might not have that money especially 
if it's like, you know, someone like me who isn't able to go out and get a full-time job because school and keeping up with, you know, just being able to grow up. Right. So basically like the affordability of it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I was uh, like, I feel like when kids look into it and they really want to research, you know, they get to like, you know, these websites and they start researching and then they get hit with a paywall and that uh, really hinders their progress, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. So I guess what we really need to focus on then is that affordability. So like involving that, what do you think needs to change in the genealogy community so we can attract a younger audience? And basically, how do we reach the kids? I think more like accessibility in way of like financially and also like maybe making some records easier to access just to younger people who might not be able to normally access that. Mm -hmm. That that reminds me of uh, we talked with them on Twitter. Reclaim the records. Mm -hmm. uh, they did a lot of work in the New York area, uh, uh, helping those records be opened and you know free for all. And I certainly think like it costs twenty dollars to order a death certificate. And, and you have to be 18 in my state to to order a death certificate, which can, you know, be a make or break deal depending on when they passed, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So it seems like, like for younger people, they need like financial help. And then they also need like, if they're not even 18, they need like an adult just to even get some of the records. And that can be a, a huge like obstacle to overcome. Oh, uh, just my... I'm just going to say my I have a side of my family that isn't very talkative about family history. And, and it's not like they get uncomfortable when I brought it up, but just it was not their topic of choice. So, you know, when I, so I never considered like, oh, can I order this person's death certificate to see who their parents are or something like that? Or this person's birth certificate to see if they have one. Like that wasn't really an option, especially because you need to be a certain level of related in order to order those certificates in my state mm -hmm. yeah that's that's pretty like i understand why they would make that a rule but like it also can hinder some progress i think yeah so uh what like, i know this is a this is a separate question that i'm i want to ask y'all if that's okay but um what do you think um you, the role of gen z genealogy is playing in the community currently and uh, what are you guys doing to help bring younger people into the into the hobby I think we're kind of like aiming to show people who are older than us that we're here and we're like, we're trying, we're doing the same research that they are. Like, we might be younger, but we're still gaining experience the same way. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important. Nerva, what would you say about that? Uh, I agree with them 100%. And also, I'd also say that uh, we're appealing to to people our own age on platforms that like oh like tiktok for example i think kind of building those communities in places where kids are is important because like like i think a lot of genealogy communities you find them on facebook but kids aren't really on facebook nowadays mm -hmm. yeah although like, i will say facebook is very useful uh, it is, to find older relatives it is very oh my gosh it is very useful 
to find older relatives. Yeah, I agree there. Absolutely. I think kind of targeting the kids where where they kind of stay. I think that's a I think that's very invaluable. So what would you guys say is just the mis- mission statement behind Gen Z genealogy overall? I think we kind of del- delved into that in the last question, but like if you had a if you had a solid mission statement, what would it be? Our mission is to foster a global community of young genealogists who share a passion for exploring family history. And we kind of strive to create an environment that's supportive for our members where they can connect and collaborate and share knowledge. I think that's a great mission statement, honestly. I think you, what you guys do is completely invaluable, and I think it's very important for uh, for like up-and-coming genealogists because I feel like a lot of the younger generation kind of gets scared away from it or they see it as like an old person hobby or whatever. But like I think what you guys are doing is very important. Thank you. Yeah, we're trying to just, although certainly records can be quite intimidating if you don't know where to look, mm-hmm. you know, but I certainly do think that, you know, with with the help of everything, we, we can, you know, make that perception of, oh, that's something my grandmother would do. Or, mm-hmm. You know, we could, we could get that to, you know, go away a bit because it, it really just is looking into your own family's history. It's connecting your family to, to events in history that interest you, I suppose. At least oh. that's how I look at it. Oh, absolutely. I think tying your family history to real life history, like history that you you read about in the books, I think that's like totally like a, a crazy experience to me. Yeah, like for me personally, like being able to sit through like a history class, like taking U.S. history and knowing like where my ancestors were at the time or like learning about because I'm very Irish and a little bit German. And so knowing that like at a certain time, my ancestors were not exactly like welcomed by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. knowing that they went through that and being able to like remember that easier because it relates to me. Yeah, I think relating relating to your uh, relating yourself and your family to to the world history in general, I think that's a very powerful a human experience, I think. And also I would say that a uh you know, doing family history, it can connect you to a diaspora that you may not even realize you're a part of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So thank you so much uh, for coming on here and just expressing uh, some of your love for genealogy and some advice for the young kids. So where can we find Gen Z genealogy on social media? So it's at Gen Z genealogy on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And we have a link tree, which is link tree slash Gen Z genealogy. And also, if you are between the ages of 13 and 26, feel free to come on our Discord server. We're always looking for new members. We want to show you guys how much we love and we care for this hobby, and we hope you guys do too. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Emma and Nerva, for coming on here and talking about uh, genealogy with me. You know I'm always uh, excited to bring new people on the podcast and to talk genealogy with fellow uh, genealogists, people with love for genealogy. I truly appreciate you guys coming on here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. So uh, for my listeners out there, if you would like to uh, come onto the podcast and uh, share a story, I am Genealogy Explorer on Instagram, and you can also email me at genealogywithmegan at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.